going on it's jay ellis from the nick of time show here to give you that next talk just in the nick of time and guess what i'm not sick today all right <laughs> energy full full throttle the knicks their three game losing skid and beat the los angeles lakers in la 112 to 108 we had some games today. Emmanuel quickly gives you 15 points and three assists. Obadiah, Dunker's Delight, Obadiah Toppin comes in and gives you nine points. McBride, he comes in and does his stuff this a little bit. He gives you some steals, he gives you some rebounds, and with eight points on the night for McBride, okay, I see. And when we're looking at the top, it's been redemption day from the guys on the Knicks because RJ Barrett comes in and drops a 30 burger, 30 points, six rebounds and two assists. And Julius Randle, people wanted to trade his dude yesterday after having a phenomenal season and hitting game winners in Miami. He had 33 points, five assists and eight rebounds. So big gunshots for Julius Randle. The Knicks out rebound the Lakers 12 to 10 on the offensive boards. We actually hit our free throws. Shout out to Josh Hart, the cold-blooded one who gives you two clutch three free throws to end the game. And the Knicks take care of business and beat the Lakers. And we're gonna talk about it all. I'm gonna I'm I'm sorry, I'm, I'm about to talk about all the flip-flopping that's happening. Cause it's crazy, it's nasty out here. Oh man, these bros ain't loyal, man. Chris Brown need to make a remix about that, cause man, the way y'all jump shit is crazy. But uh, let's talk about it before we get into that. Shout out to Fubu TV. If you want to watch the Knicks for free for seven days, go to fubutv.com/kot. That's fubutv.com/kot. If you want to watch the Knicks for free for seven days on Fubu TV. And you can actually purchase it, watch it for longer, and you can also cut it because there's no real subscription. You can cancel whenever you want. All right, so shout out to FUBU TV. Also, please hit that like button and hit that subscribe button as well if you've been on the fence. Uh, we talk Knicks news, Knicks basketball after every game. So shout out to you guys who watch and support us. All right, let me introduce you to my guys. First and foremost, it's the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. First and foremost, Julius Randle, keep doing your thing and shut these wishy-washy Knicks fans up, number one. Number two, welcome back, Badman. The Badman is back. <laughs> Did you see the PAs? The plies in the rim right. Did you see like the scoop shot, the overhead shot, the shot over Anthony Day? Man, okay, RJ, I see you. Yep. I see. You. And of course, you already know uh, the Latin assassin is back. ESPN contributor, Deadspin contributor, uh, SNY contributor, my guy Lee Escobedo. What's going on, Lee? 
What's up, man? I was in San Antonio with my pops. This was like the 20th year. We went, we've been to the UIL state tournament for all the Texas basketball teams. I mean, we're, we're a great hoop state here in, uh, in Lone Star State. Watch some great talent, hopefully a, a few couple of future Knicks on the team. And uh, now I'm back, ready to talk Knicks. And shout out Brendan Frazier for winning the Oscar night. The whale was amazing. I see you, homie. Okay, I don't know what's happening at the Oscar. I didn't even see it. Also, shout out to Jason N, who gives the $2 Super Chat early to get things popping and rolling downhill. Shout out to my guy, Jason N. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Randall, Randall. Yo, Julius Randall, extremely proud of Julius Randall today because, yo, there people, there's certain people who root for you and there's people who root for you to fail. There's people who watch you and there's people who hate watch you. And you got to learn the difference sometimes between the people who watch you and the people who hate watch you. Um, and right now there's Knicks fans who are Knicks fans, but they're hate watching Randall. And they're just waiting for him to fail. So you can say, I told you so. Um, is the leaf freeze? No. Okay. Okay. No. He just, he's just really into what I'm saying. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you appreciate All right. And I kind of felt like that was happening today. And I, I'm gonna reiterate what I said the day before. I, I do not like what happened yesterday when Randall imploded. I did not like it, but I also stand, understand human beings change in people isn't linear so when when someone is trying to change a bad habit that they had for their entire life what happens is they'll change they'll change they'll change they'll change they'll dip they'll rebound they'll change they'll change they'll dip so it's going to happen he's going to battle this for his entire career for what people have to look for when it comes to randall is not when he relapses because he will relapse Yesterday won't be the last time, but you have to look at everything season to season. Does he have a positive impact on the season overall? Does he carry these mistakes from yesterday's game into today's game? And today's game, he completely flipped it on his head. He scored 25 points in the first half, 18 points in the first quarter alone. Um and he played well he was in good spirits he did his zen thing he rebounded like i thought he would and overall he played a pretty good game with certain head scratchers but you know that's what randall does randall has head scratchers <laughs> that's just what it is this is why i don't want him to be an overall first option but you know a guy who can against certain matchups take over so Salute to you, Julius Randle gives you 33 points, eight rebounds on the night, five assists, and um, some timely threes. And for me, he did, he uh, they switched it up today a little bit when I looked at the game. He didn't really ISO so much in the fourth quarter, he allowed quickly and RJ to really take over the game in the fourth quarter. And even though it didn't yield perfect results in the fourth quarter. It didn't yield turnovers, all right? And that's like the first step. We have to actually get the ball up and not just have the ball be turned over. Um, I'm going to let 
Ryan go because Ryan seemed very passionate early about Julius Randle. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm going to formulate my thoughts because I don't want to be disrespectful because some of the people who seemed to flip on Julius Randle after he had his emotional outburst yesterday are actually people I do respect as Nick's content creators and just, you know, people I follow and, you know, I interact with them from time to time and things of that nature. Clearly, people flipping on Randall yesterday is based off of pure emotion. It's people that saw what he did last season and are willing to give him a chance to prove that he can change going forward. And like JL has said, when people are trying to make a change, there's going to be ups and downs. When someone makes a change, it's not going to be straight through. They're going to be good. There's going to be times when they're going to dip and then, and then rebound. You have to look at the season as a whole. Has Julius Randle been having these same emotional outbursts throughout the whole season? No, he has not. He has shown that he has put in the work to become more emotionally balanced and have a positive impact on the team. And for people to, to not give him credit for that and try to discredit him and say that the reason why, because I read these comments and, and say things like the reason why, you know, he has been so calm emotionally is because Jalen Brunson is here to take the load off of him like as if Julius Randle hasn't done any self-work. I think that's disrespectful to Julius Randle and for the work that he has done in the offseason to get himself to a place now where those emotional outbursts are less and less. But you see, I'm not surprised though because it's typical human nature because people, because when people make mistakes and they change, People support you until you get, until you get back, un, until you dip again. And then people discredit all the good that you have done. And they focus on that one bad moment and be like, oh, here we go again. This is the same person that we had last season and discredit everything that the dude has done to get himself back to a place emotionally where he's fine and he's trying to do his best to be a positive impact on the team. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. But And clearly these people, I got one more thing to say, but clearly these people are perfect people. Clearly these people don't make no mistakes in their life. <laughs> clearly these people Man. go through life perfect as hell. <laughs> make no mistakes. Clearly, with the, way that, with the way they got a Julius Randle for making one mistake where he kind of dipped a bit. But I'm glad to see he picked himself back up and performed well tonight. That's all I got to say. Go ahead, Lee. Uh, on one hand, I haven't been here to have these conversations with y'all, so I'm kind of catching up. I did watch both games and listen to both podcasts. Shout out JLS for fighting through a sickness and still putting on a show. Uh, for all the fans listening in, uh, y'all should be appreciated that y'all have JLS to do this podcast. On one hand, what Julius Randle did I thought was really embarrassing. I was embarrassed as a Knicks fan. Uh, for this to be the guy that I root for and to wear the Knicks jersey. I haven't seen very many outbursts that degree in a couple of seasons from any player. Uh, for it to be your superstar, number one option, 
I thought was despicable. Um, but at the same time, I've parallel, I, I contrast that against the body at work at large. And I think compared to his effort, his uh, the regiment that he puts himself through in the summer to stay in, in shape, to get in shape, uh, his Ironman status of not missing a game, the overall leadership he's exhibited this season, lean comebacks, securing wins, first quarter by a bombardment of points and rebounds, um, leading the team and developing a pick and roll with Jalen Brunson, all those things to me in, in the weight of the scale is justice grossly uh, counterbalance what he did in that one game where I think people are allowed to have a miscue or a misstep that goes from Randall to RJ to Tibbs to Leon Rose to James Dolan. You know, you, you have to weigh the body at work at large and to me, even though that outburst was despicable, yeah. uh, when I compared to the, how he's been the rest of his season, I, I to me it, it was a it was a a, a a speed bump to an unbelievable, fantastic All NBA season, MVP candidacy season, All Star season, and even maybe even most improved season based on how he performed last year. Even though that field goal percentage wise, with twenty four attempts minimum, it was the third worst in its uh, single game performance. In yeah, it was a horrible game. History of the franchise, it was bad. which, you know, you combine that with the outburst on the side for a foul where your head coach has to restrain you and you're cursing out poor Evan Fournier, who doesn't even get any minutes. Uh, I, I thought it was an embarrassment. It made us look like LOL, no, LOL nits again, uh, which was sad to see. But he did bounce back in the fourth quarter, and he sure as hell bounced back today and put on a show tonight against really good defenders. And Anthony Davis, who's playing fantastic defense as of late since a trade, and Jerry Vanderbilt, one of the best uh, three and four defenders in the entire NBA. He cooked them tonight. Yeah. So I was very proud with his overall effort. Uh, I agree with what Ryan said about judging a person, you know, holistically and not just looking at the bad. I think a lot of these people are hate watching Randall, they're hate watching RJ, and they're hate watching Tibbs. When you look at the evidence, you know, you you have to give people credit when they have a good game on any element of the basketball team. And if I was sitting up here after wins saying fire Tibbs or, or Tibbs is a bum, I would be hate watching Tibbs. But you have to give credit where credit is due, and the evidence that's putting forth you should determine your outlook on how that team, uh, how that person or that team played that night. And I think Tibbs had to bounce back Davis himself. Yeah, it's funny because I'll be getting into these debates, and they'd be like, "Well, what about what he did two years ago?" I'm like, "Look, I have any of you ever been in like actual relationships? I don't know if any of you have been actually relationships with like a significant other." Have you been with a, with a, a, a woman before and 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 you go, y'all yeah, done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And then they go, well, what about three years ago when you didn't do the dishes? And you're like, but I did the dishes every day for two, three years, except for that day. And I missed a day. And now you're bringing it up three years ago. It's like, y'all sound like hurt. Old girlfriends to me. I'm not even gonna hold you. Y'all sound really hurt. <laughs> like it's kind of crazy. Y'all need to need to get over it and and think of each season as an individual season and not like a a a, a tally of everything he's ever done wrong his entire NBA career because that's just ridiculous. Especially after having a winning season. And I'm shout out to hold on. Big shout out to Gamer Channel who gives us $60 super chat. This might be this the biggest super chat we had. Uh says Julius Randle overall has been positive this season for us. 
Jalen Brunson was the best thing to happen to Julius Randle. RJ balled out tonight. This is the RJ we need. Gunshots. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to your Brunson thing, I do feel like Brunson does help alleviate some of the pressure from Julius Randle. I do believe that. Um, but I also believe Randall's done a lot of the work himself. You can see him meditating in the beginning of the games, right? He ha- so I don't want to discredit the work he's done. Um, but also, listen, Brent, Brunson was out for a stretch before and Randall didn't go crazy. You know what I mean? So this is a second stint without Randall and, and he's showing and improving. All right. I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that. Nope. I said everything that I needed to say. All right. But <laughs> I just want to point it out one more time. The fourth quarter. We've had problems scoring in the fourth quarter. I said before that after Emmanuel quickly went off on the Celtics, I was hoping that Tiz would kind of lean more on quickly um, to initiate some action in the fourth quarter when things got tight. Today, he leaned on RJ a little bit more. Which I appreciate because I do feel like even though we didn't score a heavy amount in the fourth quarter, it didn't lead to a high grade of turnovers. At least we got some shots. And even though we missed some, even though I felt like that last shot RJ took was a little bit quick, I'd rather take a, get a shot off than multiple turnovers, ISO situation type of deals, man. I, I liked I like the process a little bit better in the fourth quarter, even though the result isn't exactly what I wanted. All right. Which brings me to RJ Barrett. All right. Uh, RJ Barrett bald. RJ, man, you frustrating the hell out of me, dog. I'm not going to hold you, RJ. You frustrated me this season. But I'm still hanging on by a thread to this little bit of hope that you can keep doing this. 30 points, 44% from the field. It was up, it was at 50% with, with like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and then it got tight. Um, 12, the three-point percentage was, was abysmal. Five or six from the free throw line, six rebounds. RJ Barrett combined with the bench unit really did a number on the Lakers. There was two points in the game that were kind of uh, swingers, mood swingers. One was when the starters went out in like the first to second quarter and the bench came in and it kind of gave them a little bit of a lead, even though the bench outscored our bench, really. But then in the fourth quarter, again, RJ Barrett, OB Toppin, uh, Hartenstein, they, uh, Josh Hart. They really got stops, pushed the ball in transition, took took advantage of RJ's strength, which is scoring in transition. RJ really got going, going downhill, splitting defense, getting getting layups, putting the layups over the fingertips of Anthony Davis. He really had his offensive arsenal around the basket today. And this is what we really need from RJ to unlock his potential. Just give me... I would love for the threes to fall, but the way he gets to the rim, if he can just consistently finish around the rim and be a situational, you know, three-point shooter, hit it in clutch moments, man, that would be a huge difference for us. Um, what do you guys have to say about RJ's game? Um, 
yeah, Arjun had a good game today, you know, 12 or 27 from the field. One of it, you would want him to shoot better from three-point range, but I feel like a lot of his drives to the basket were, you know, very controlled because, you know, I've said in the past, like when RJ Barrett's at his best, you know, it's, he's at his best when he drives to the basket and he takes his time. You know, he doesn't just have tunnel vision and he just goes into the lane and just forces up shots. Like, no, he drove into the lane, took his time and his shots well, which is what I liked about his game tonight. And also, like you said, in transition, he took advantage of transition buckets as well because with a team that plays good defense like the Lakers, now all the time that you can score against them in the half court, sometimes you have to speed the game up. Yeah. Get easy baskets. So, and he definitely took advantage of getting some easy baskets in transition as well. And, you know, like I said, if, if RJ Barrett can give us this type of performance along uh, when Julius Randle and both, when both Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson is on the court, the Knicks are always going to be a tough team to beat because that's that third option that we need. Yeah, this is one of those rare instances where RJ understood the assignment with Brunson out. He needed to play to his strengths. The three point shooting is a major concern now and moving forward. Uh, it's been a, I think Mike Breen said it was, he's struggled this season. He's really struggled his entire career. Uh, ever since he came into the NBA, he's been a really suspect three-point shooter. And I don't know how that's going to change without adding some additional space in the starting unit with him. Maybe add additional shooters so he has more wide-open looks. Of course, Brunson didn't bat and collapse in defense. His point attack is going to help his wide-open attempts as well. Uh, tonight, I thought he played really good defense. And he kind of adjusted the way that he was driving. It wasn't so... Um, vertical from one side of the court. You know, when he gets the ball in his hands, he tries to do a one-man fast break. It's almost always going to end with him getting his shit stuffed for another basket. It's in the most embarrassing thing, thing to watch. <laughs> yeah, all that, the players in the team. Like Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart, I just watch tape of your own teammates and see how to attack the basket efficiently. R.J. Barry is just like, maybe of any player in the NBA, I see him to block and smack him more under the basket than anyone else. This time, he was driving from the wheat side, baseline, and did some really good attempts under the basket uh, coming from different directions, using his right hand, using his left, going right, and then switching to his left and finishing the basket uh, in the spots that he's most comfortable in on some of the smaller later defenders. Yeah. So I thought he was more efficient in that regard. Also shut off a floater in some of the mid-range. Uh, as long as it's not a three-point shot, I like to where his head's at, but we obviously know what he needs to work on this sum summer with Drew Hanlon. Yeah, the way he's picked his spots – since Brunson is, has been out to me, has improved. It's just been, what are you hitting the shots or not? You know what I mean? For the most part, I liked more of the shot selection um, ever since Brunson has been out. And now I'm hoping he, he, he bottles that once Brunson is back and he still has a lot better shot selection and he also starts to actually hit his shots with the exception of like a game. Or two, you know what I'm saying? Because he did have like a horrible game yesterday. So obviously, I'm not talking about that. But there was, there was like a game before where I felt like, you know, he missed a lot of wide open good shots. You know what I mean? Or shots around the baskets that I would be like, you know what? You didn't force it. You missed a chipper, but you got to hit those. So I like the process for RJ. Um, I just need him to keep going in that direction. A uh, salute to the chat, though, if you want to call and then talk, you already know to do 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. And shout out to uh, Gamer Channel who gave us $60 Super Chat. So I got to shout you out twice. Because I'm not going to hold you. YouTube has been really... YouTube has been really funny with the way they've been messing with the algorithms and the streams and, like, the way they do the payouts. Like, they screwed up the numbers to make it so that the live streams 
you can um, run the ads as soon. They like they 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 mess some stuff stuff it up. So the actual donations will help a ton because YouTube is doing some craziness on the back end. All right, so salute to you, gamer channel. Also salute to Corey Lee, Francisco Carrillo, and Grill was the Ellis Manchild Prophet, Nix TV, King Ja. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. If you want to call in, dial that number 319-527-6241. I see people talking about the deuce hive, okay? I see I see y'all in the chat. Y'all say, Jay Ellis, when y'all talking about deuce, we got to talk about deuce. Deuce showed up to play today. Deuce was like, oh, y'all forgot about me. I, I, he, I think he was listening. He's like, oh, y'all want Derrick Rose. Okay, cool. Got you. Came in today, balled out. Went under the screen, dared him to shoot, bomb, hit a three. Loose balls in the air. Oh, oh, the ball's landing close to Anthony Davis. I don't care. I'm running it. I'm getting that offensive rebound anyway. I don't care if I'm six feet and everybody else is seven feet. I'm getting that offensive rebound anyway. Um, it was aggressive, picked his spots, really liked the way Deuce played today. And we're going to need that with with Emmanuel quickly starting to play heavy minutes. We we gonna need the other guys to score. Deuce, Obadiah, um, shoot Grimes sometime. We're gonna need some of that. So shout out to Deuce McBride who showed you some flashes of summer league deuce today. Uh and I don't know if he got anything to add, but I, I liked what he, he added today. Yeah, I think the major thing I'm gonna add is with McBride. Because, you know, like you said, you know, Quickly's minutes have been kind of crazy as of late, especially from the Boston game. And the fact that McBride was actually scoring today, and even Jeff Van Gundy mentioned it on the broadcast as well, saying that, you know, with the way Deuce McBride plays defense, you know, if he's going to get on the court, he has to provide offensively. And he definitely provided offensively today. And he had those big two offensive rebounds, I believe it was in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. as well so he was definitely you know crashing the ball for a small guard as well and i just like i just like the fact that he provided offensively because with him providing offensively dibs was able to keep him out there longer because he plays such great defense and he was a beast on defense tonight an absolute beast yeah because of that his offensive scoring dibs left him out there for 17 minutes which in turn gave quickly more rest and quickly only and quickly only played 31 minutes tonight. So if McBride can can give us this type of production while Jalen Brunson is out and kind of cut down quickly's minutes a bit, I mean, shoot, that's great right there. That's what we need. Yeah, I actually think Tibbs tried to um ride the bench as long as he possibly could in the fourth quarter because the the Lakers starters actually went in early once the lead started slipping. And I was looking to see if Tips was going to try to like match up like he usually does. But now he left OB out there. He left McBride out there until they started to cut into the lead more. And then he hit the button and let quickly and Randall back in. I don't know if you want to add something to that. Lee. Yeah, it's been a month since Deuce McBride has gotten over 15 minutes. Uh, the last game, I think he got seven. The game before, uh, six minutes. Look mm. what happens when he gets a little bit over 15. I mean, we, uh, Tibbs should be replicating the balance of a point guard and backup point guard the same way that Brunson and IQ do that when Brunson's out with IQ and McBride. And that's why I said I thought Tibbs had a good bounce back game himself is that the minutes distribution was a little more healthier tonight, not overloading, you know, the, the main four or five man rotations with the highest usage rates. So Miles McBride was able to get 17 minutes and chipped in eight points and really locked down defense as an individual and as part of a team's team. Yeah. Yeah. And even the, the hearts, man, the heart, the hearts, 
<laughs> did well too. Hartenstein battling uh, Anthony Davis. Not even just Hartenstein because I feel like as a team, the Knicks did well playing Davis. They uh, quickly did a good job digging whenever Davis was trying to post. They kind of played Davis like how people be playing Julius Randle and they have success. <laughs> you know how Julius Randle has the post up and they just send a man to disrupt, disrupt his rhythm. Yeah, and then you look up Anthony Davis is shooting eight for 18 from the field and 17 points. So I think the game plan for against uh, Davis was really solid from Tibbs and the Knicks did a great job with him. And shout out to Hartenstein, who really just got the rebounds, played defense. He passed well, too. We had a like, beautiful dime, too. I forgot who was that dime, too. I'm forgetting right now. He only had two assists, and I'm, I'm it's escaping me. But Hartenstein had a plus 19 on the night, highest plus minus on the team. Yeah, play great. Long, along with Josh Hart, played 32 minutes tonight. Hartenstein was universally clowned by Knicks fans for the first quarter of a season. He's actually turned out to be the best backup center we've had since Marcus Tamby. Dude is really, really talented offensively and defensively. His advanced metric stats uh, last year with the Clippers were out of this world in terms of his defense at the basket, protecting the rim and his a block percentage as a weak side defender and a primary defender in the post. And that's starting to come true uh, here in his role with the Knicks. I think Tibbs is using his minutes really effectively. And the last couple of games, I would argue he's outplayed Mitch, which is why he's um, s- secured finishing the game here in the fourth quarter against Anthony Davis, who he played lockdown defensive. I mean, I'm not saying he's better than Mitch. He's certainly not. Mitch is twice the player that Hartenstein is. But this last two or four, four game um Western Conference trip, I think he has outplayed him in the second half of games, and Tibbs has trusted him to finish it out. Yeah, nah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree all that. We need a lot of we need all of that to to win these games. Um, so shout out to Tibbs for using them. Shout out to Tibbs for making adjustments because I was scared because Grimes was getting cooked by D'Angelo Russell, who, who you know. Even though Randall played well, had 25 points, I think Rant Russell had like 23 in the first half. And I was sitting here like, are we going to play defense on this guy? I'm not used to seeing Grimes get cooked this bad <laughs> <laughs> for an entire game. But every time I'm looking at Russell, I'm like, I don't see Grimes in the picture at all. Like, whether it's a three-point line or the rim. I was like, what is happening today? Yeah, he's, he's had a bad last two, almost three weeks, Grimes kind of in totality. Not only has his point of attack defense been pretty poor, but his three-point shot's been off too. He hasn't, I don't can't remember the last time if he stored over 15 points. It's been a long time, but he's gotten cooked on a defensive end, which you know makes the team defense have to struggle more to uh, make up for that in the post. It's really wearing Mitch out in the bat side, trying to clean up a lot of those mistakes that he's making. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. kudos for Tibbs again. They kind of, they listen, I didn't see him getting any shots off in the second half. Um, they did, the Knicks did a lot better job kind of blitzing the pick and roll in the second half, so they made, made adjustments. But, um, yeah, Grimes, woof. That was a rough one, buddy. That was yeah. just... <laughs> yes, definitely was. <laughs> he scored 33 tonight, and, uh, and a lot of his points in the first half was on Grimes. I mean... yeah. 
it's it's rare it's rare when you say Brad Grimes had a bad defensive game, but these but this game was definitely one of his bad defensive games, like we said. You know, lately he hasn't really been that great defensively, but no. you know, hopefully, you know, he'll be able to pick it back up. You know, he'll have a day off Tuesday against the Trailblazers. Let's see. Yeah. Shoot, low key RJ wasn't having the best game defensively. Like what's his name? Who was who was it was Reeves was cooking him. The who the kid off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reeves yeah. Was bit, yeah. <laughs> Every time I'll say Reeves. I mean, I, maybe Reeves is just better than I think he is because he's just like a little shifty with his little change of pace dribbles. But yeah. Reeves was, but you know, RJ was cooking too. So, you know, I, I wasn't going to harp on it too much. But, woo, yeah, Reeves was kind of cooking. Overall, I just feel like our bigs and quickly defensively did a decent job. And in the fourth quarter, we did what we had to do when it was time to do it. So I, I'll t- I'm taking that win. I'm taking that win to the bank. All right. I'm just glad the skid is over. And yeah. we have another game coming up versus. Yeah, another Late. game coming up Tuesday, right? That's the infamous Portland Dramblers game. Yeah. So let's stay tuned for it to that. I don't really have that much to talk about. I don't know if you have. Listen, guys, hold on. First of all, salute you to chat. Um, If you love the show, hit the like and subscribe button. But also, I don't want to definitively say anything as of yet. But I'm just going to say I think we have a big guest coming. And you might want to be here for this. That's all I'm going to say. So Wednesday, y'all might want to look out. If y'all y'all might want to, you know, be aware Wednesday of stuff that's happening. But I'm just you might have a big guest coming Wednesday. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. So salute to the chat. If you're on the fence about subscribing to the channel, you you probably gonna want to subscribe to the panel uh, once Wednesday hits. I'm just let you go right now. But um. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Do you guys anything else that you want to add to talk about the game? I feel like I've I've talked about everything that touches my heart. Uh, I, I like that I heard Woj say that Brunson's not did another day of rest. That would give him almost a full week from the moment that he re-aggravated his um, foot in that game in Sacramento, which the rest is you know a premium in Tib system. I really wish that Julius would be able to have a night off and let Obi start yeah. for a game. Portland would be a really good game to do that against, uh, but it's just not going to happen. You know, it's it's one of Tibbs' biggest flaws. The, the minutes restrictions for Obi and McBride have really frustrated me. Uh, I like to see a little bit of that being mitigated you know, after that two-game losing streak that he actually didn't wait for four or five games stayed for him and Dim McBride some more minutes. But I would just love to see Obi unleashed in a 17- and 20-minute role off the bench, uh, no, no matter who that, that comes at cost. Maybe, you know, Joey Spano doesn't have to play the entire damn game for that to happen. But, you know, I'll take what I can get. We know what, what Tibbs is going to give you. Um, I, I'm actually – I think it's disingenuous to say fire Tibbs at this point in the season after what he's shown he can do uh, with that unbelievable win streak and the changes that he's made to the nine-man rotation that t- turned around our system and how easily he's integrated Josh Hart into the offense and defense of his team and just how well that he's embraced 
J- Jalen Brunson, giving him a tease to run the offense. I'm going to reserve that right to fire Tibbs after a playoff performance. I'm ready. You know, I think this entire panel is going to have him under a microscope, seeing what kind of adjustments he makes after that embarrassing smacking in the first round by the Hawks. Because that Minnesota team that he was on that first year, they won 47 games, which is damn near a 50 burger. So, you know, after he got smacked in the first round in Houston, it was the Rockets, not the Warriors in five games. You know, he was fired a, a, a year and a half later. So it's really going to be crucial on how he performs in the playoffs. We already know we can do in the regular season. He's one of the best regular season coaches this Knicks team's ever had. Yeah, I don't think I feel like the 50 burger thing is, is with Jalen Brunson out. I I don't think we're going to hit the 50 burger um, for sure. Um, I mean, I still feel like my hit like 45 or something um, at this point. Health is uh is something you kind of have to have for stuff like that. Unless somebody emerges. I do like the way IQ has stepped up. He had 15 points today. Pretty solid game. I can I just say that I I in general I liked how the Knicks fought through some calls today because the Knicks could have had like four or like three or four and ones called in their favor and they kept playing and i think that was a one of the problems that happened in the game before where yeah. you know they weren't playing through the non-call whistles and we have to at this point especially on the road you're not going to get those calls on the time so i like that we fought through those types of things moments and still beat this team. That shows a, a, a certain level of mental toughness that you're going to need to have in the playoffs, especially if you're playing away games in the playoffs. So uh, kudos for the Knicks for growing in that regard. And Julius Randle himself, I know he has to grow and say, you know what, I'm not going to allow the refs and what's happening in this moment affect me. But he also has to realize there are other teams who know you're volatile and they might just game plan to be physical, to get under your skin, to purposely provoke you to get out of your game. Um, because And so if you know, maybe for him, it might be easy to control because I know for me, if I know someone's purposely trying to get under my skin, I kind of just, my, my brain goes into another mode. It's like, man, you know what I'm saying? So you have to get into that mode where, all right, they trying to get me. I'm going I'm to show them what to get and then drop another 30. You know what I'm saying? So, Randall, you got to get together. Hopefully, you've moved on and grown from that instance yesterday. All right? All right. I see somebody ask. How many games are left? We got one, two, three. The answer in the chat is 12 games. So if the Knicks are going to get a 50-burger, they got to go 10-2 and two in the last 12 games. 10-2. and two. Yeah, we Possibly. got, let's we'll see. The toughest game we have is the Nuggets for sure. Um, The Timberwolves aren't a slouch either. And look, we got some tough games. We got some tough games. Winnable. All of these games are winnable. All these games, with the exception of the Nuggets, are winnable. We've beaten a lot of the teams that we're about to face in this home stretch. You know, Pacers. Play the Pacers twice. We play the Cavs. We play the Heat twice. You know, play the Timberwolves. But, you know, 
a lot of those teams, a lot of those games are going to be one of those games where you're going to have to fight and claw for final possessions. A healthy Jalen Brunson is going to mean a lot. Um, a wasted, arrested Julius Randle will mean something, but I'm not sure if we're going to get the opportunity to arrest him. But um, all that is going to matter. And on top of that, the Nets are actually playing well. They beat the Nuggets the other day. Yeah. They beat the Nuggets in overtime, I believe. So we, we're we going to have to keep this momentum up and, and get this winning streak going. Because to, to I really, I don't want to play this. I don't want to be in the sixth seed if I can help it. I'd rather play the Cavs. Yeah, me too. I'd rather yeah, play the Cavs. All facts. I know David. in theory we can beat, you know, some of the other guys, but I rather I rather play the other young team without a lot of playoff experience. Um I and, and see what we do with them. You know what I'm saying? So that that's that's what I have to say about that. Gamers channel had a good point that we haven't talked about Josh Hart, who I think that combined with Jalen Brunson made Leon Rose top candidate for executive of the year. That midseason deal was sitting best pickup the deadline after Katie to the Suns. He's brought glue, offense, defense. And as Jeff Van Gundy pointed out uh, on the broadcast, those advanced passes he's making to add yes. a new wrinkle to the offense that we did not have before because he has the athleticism and upper body strength and IQ to find guys on the break to get him for really easy layups, which has really helped RJ Barrett in the second half get his game going after a couple of easy twos um, on the break. Uh, helping him go downhill, which got him in a rhythm, and he was able to start attacking the basket with some confidence. So shout out Josh Hart, excellent pickup, just what we needed, and someone who I know for sure will be re-signed this summer. Yeah, Fair. absolutely, absolutely. Josh Hart, eight points, eight rebounds, four assists on the night. Uh, advance pass, God. All right, <laughs> advance pass, God. Whether it's an advance pass. Or he's igniting the one-man fast break himself. Josh Hart is what you need to unlock some of these guys' offense potentials. One of the best connector wings in the NBA. Sometimes I wish he actually shoot a little bit more. But at the end of the day, he's still a positive on most teams. Plus 13 on the night. And two clutch three-pointers to put make the game a two-possession game in the fourth quarter. Really good job, once again, by Josh Hart. Who might be our emotional leader, possibly emerging as an emotional leader on this team long time. The emotional leader and accountability guy. And we have a lot of leaders, but that might be his his specialty, maybe on yeah. this team. Right? Yeah, we didn't really have a vocal guy before he came, and now we do. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Josh Hart. All right. <laughs> I right. like once again, man. I think Wednesday. We should have a big guest Wednesday. I still have to confirm. But you might want to be here for that. All right. Just yeah, and um Yeah, I do want to say a couple things. First and foremost, Howard Hamlin, can we talk about Jalen Ramsey? Oh my guy. This is not an NFL um podcast all right okay not nfl podcast it's an nba podcast okay we're all sport all right that's right. first and foremost <laughs> secondly um i just want to add you know something about josh hart um i just like the fact that because even because even in the first quarter when the knicks were like kind of struggling to keep up with the lakers like it's like when josh hart is is inserted into games it's like auto, it's like automatically it's like 
the Knicks get an uptick in defense. It's like the Knicks get an uptick, uptick in transitional baskets. And it's like the team plays faster and the team plays better defensively. And it's like people feed off of his energy. So it's like when he, so it's like when he's flying around the court, I think it encourages other players as well to fly around the court as well and it gives that Knicks that extra defensive boost that they need. That's that true. was sometimes when they're behind in games, it helps them to catch up. And even the score and even sometimes surpass the opponent as well. So, you know, I just want to say that about Josh Hart. Just add a little two cents because basically, you know, y'all said everything that needed to be said about Josh Hart. Just want to add a little bit two cents there. You don't add your two cents in. Culture setting, man. Those types of players are infectious. It gets everybody into that mindset where you got to get down and dirty with you. So, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Did you have a bruh pick? That's, that's what it sounded like you had a bruh pick coming. Uh, do I have a bruh pick? I do. Uh, all right, go ahead. Uh, no, no, <laughs> My Dallas Mavs, man. Who would have thought they'd be at 500 this late in the season? Three and seven out of their last 10. And let me tell you, that draft pick that we own is looking pretty damn good. It's sitting at, it's sitting at 15 right now uh, and sliding. Very possible they drop under 500. They got a big time game against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, who they just lost to, blew a 15 point lead going to the fourth. Uh, and lost that game without Kyrie and Luka. And Luka, I believe, is not playing again. Kyrie might be a game-time decision. But Memphis has their number, and I expect them to continue losing. That pick continue getting better. And we'll have a nice little mid-teens pick to pick up a ween, hopefully, yes. this, this year's draft. Walt Perrin, work your magic, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Bruh. That is called the rare Ubra. All right? If you guys don't even know, this is this is old KOT callback. The Ubra. The Ubra is when it's good, but it's bad, but it's actually kind of good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Ubra. All right. <laughs> it's bruh because, you know, the Mavericks not to be, be that low in the standings, but it's ooh because we, we own that pick. Well, Perrin can do his magic. So shout out to. Their game and a half had a fallen out the play in completely, hmm? which is unbelievable. They're a game and a half out of falling out the, the play in completely. That's being crazy. Out of the playoff picture. It's crazy after that, the Western Conference Finals run. That poor Zingis trade is still given. All right. <laughs> Thank you, KP. You've done your job, <laughs> sir. Oh, uh, man. Uh, Ryan G, what you got, sir? I don't know if you have anything. Nah, I don't think I have any bro picks. Tonight, I can't think of any. I, I haven't really ran into any, but uh, hopefully for Tuesday's game, I'll have something. Hopefully. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <coughs> all right. All right. <clears throat> no, what? That's cool. We just end the show. That is the show. You know what I'm saying? If you can catch us next game, next game will be on Tuesday versus, versus the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, I don't think Brunson will be playing that game as well, but hopefully, you know, you know, we're back into a full mental space and we have a complete effort like we did today. All right. Cause we need every game we can get with the nets nipping on our heels. I, I, we have to be, t- I think we're still tied right now. So every, we have to pretty much win every game really to keep them at bay. Cause once, once you beat the, the nuggets mentally, that can do a lot for your squad. But um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, the Knicks come in and take care of business versus the Portland Trail Blazers. All right, Lee, let them know where they can find you, sir. 
At Twitter, underscore Lee Estrebedo, L-E-E-E-S-C-O-B-E-D-O. I missed Cred the Night when we were driving back from San Antonio and I was listening to the pod and I heard Ryan <laughs> giving Cred the smoke in the chat. Me and my pods were busting out laughing in the car, man. <laughs> that was hilarious. I love the Ryan versus Cred in the chat, man. It's iconic. <laughs> Fred, baby, we miss you. Come back. We miss our troll. Yo, oh, yo matter of fact, I'm surprised he wasn't in the chat tonight after RJ had such a great game. I thought he would have <laughs> Oh yeah, this would be the game for Cred to come in and and, and beat his chest. I'm sure he'll be Fred. back though. I'm sure he'll be back. Cred the troll. Right. Oh, you know what? Other troll hasn't been here. Um You know what? Probably because we we're, we're talking good about Randall, so it's not fun for him anymore. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh man. But uh yeah, Ryan G, let me know where you can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G-S-H-I-L-L-I-N-L-I. And you can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. Okay, cool shout out, guys. Uh listen. All right. I'm going to let you guys know. Follow us on the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick and Time show on Instagram, and the Nick and Time show on Facebook. Also, follow, uh, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the KOT show. Because some people, you know, they don't like being on YouTube. All right. Also, snapbacks, black and white, blue and orange. Get those. All right, at the nick of time show.com slash catalog. Oh, I still have to set the um the the the, the promo code. My bad. Yo, I've been sick. Literally, guys. I was sleep, wait till the game, watch the game, go right back to sleep. That's all I've been doing this Damn. whole weekend. <laughs> That's all I've been doing this whole weekend. All right, so I have to uh kind of catch up on certain things because I was feeling like doo-doo all right but i'm good i'm good today as you can see all right <laughs> but that is our show thank you guys for watching we'll be back and as always shout out the worldwide west everywhere we go we leave a worldwide mess a mess out here in these nicks youtube streets that's our show we out this mug peace New York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams.